0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: You worked all week.
0: Work, 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 work.
1: You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups.
0: Son of a b-
1: But don't be afraid. <laughs> That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Here are your hosts, Joe Galina, Frank Stample, and Mike Florio. Working on. Welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Joe Galina. I'm joined by my friend, my colleague, my co-host, Frankie Cheech Stanfield. What's up? Frank, how's it going? It's all right, Joe. Yeah. How's everything going, man? Pretty good. I mean, it seems like it's been a while since we've seen each other. It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, we're on radio so people can't tell, but you're you're as handsome as ever. Oh, Uh, stop. You're uh, making me blush. And uh, everyone could see you Monday through Friday, 11 a.m., 8 a.m. Pacific time, right? On Fantasy Best Friends, so they could see what you look like. Yeah, 11 a.m. to noon. There you go. Come see the mug. Me, Michael Florio, and Greg Sussman. There you go. So, a big weekend. Yeah. Week one of the NFL, uh, Sunday. Broadcasting on the eve of the first Sunday of the 2017 football season. Good to talk about actual football games that are mattering, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: No more preseason. We're talking about the real deal, Joey. I'm digging that shirt you're wearing, too. Oh, thank you. You know, people can't see it right now, but (laughs) Joe is rocking a New York Giants tie-dye shirt, and I'm totally down. I'm (laughs)
1: digging it. You could wear it after I'm done. All right, yeah. yeah. Uh, But, hey, if you want to join in on the fun, you have any lineup questions, we're here for you. 844-843-6879. Tweet out to us. At FNTSY Radio. We got a special guest coming up right after the commercial, and we're really excited about this. Uh, obviously, uh, Ezekiel Elliott's still in the news. Uh, we have uh, Drew Davison from uh, the Star Telegram. He covers the Cowboys uh, for the Star Telegram, uh, and uh, you could uh, reach him on Twitter at Drew Davison, D A V I S O N. And uh, we just had some news uh, last night that it looks like. Uh, drafters who took a gamble and took Zeke Elliott, they, they could, they could uh, be winners, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, that is the uh, the early diagnosis here is that Zeke is going to be able to play uh, the entire season while he has this uh, temporary restraining order going on. Um, he's going to take the NFL to federal court. That's why we figured we're going to have Drew on uh, get this. Right off the top. Mm-hmm. Start to show off with a bang. Uh, get everyone there. Zeke News. Talk a little bit about the Cowboys-Giants game. That's a huge game. Absolutely. On yeah. Sunday night, too. Like I can't stress that enough. Uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, Zeke struggled a little bit. I mean, the whole Cowboys team yeah. overall struggled a little bit against the Giants last year. So, my Giants. My yeah. Giants. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> your Giants. So we'll talk about a little bit. Zeke withdrew, and then we'll get into the game, get his thoughts on
1: you know Dak Prescott for the year, mm-hmm. Des Bryant for the year. So it's going to be fun. Any quick thoughts on uh, Thursday night's game? I mean... Uh,
2: uh, Alex Smith pulled a Space Jam move and sucked Tom Brady's skill from his body <laughs> yeah, and like, turned into Tom Brady on the field. Uh, Kareem of course,
1: Hunt... We're talking the Patriots uh, lost to the Chiefs yep. in a big upset.
2: Kareem Hunt is is the real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, he has great vision. Um, he has great speed.
1: He's a great receiver. And what he did after that first fumble on his yeah, first in the NFL. Yeah, to be able to bounce back in like the NFL. that.
2: It, it's, just, it's absolutely amazing. This injury, this Julian Edelman injury... It's going to end up hurting Tom Brady a lot more than we thought. Like, he's going to bounce back. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be this bad all year, obviously. People who are saying, oh, he's 40 years old now. Maybe, you know, uh, this is a year that Tom Brady starts to fall off. We said that once before. We doubted Tom Brady once before, and he shoved it in our faces. So let's not jump
1: to any conclusions. All right, so we've got uh, Drew Davison from the Star-Telegram. We'll be talking Ezekiel Elliott on the other side on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm Joe Glean. I'm here with Frankie Stanfell, Pete Considori, producing our show. And want to get right uh, into it with our guest. Very happy to have him. Drew Davison from the Star-Telegram. Yeah, Drew, are you there?
0: Yeah, I'm here. How you guys doing?
1: Doing great. Thank you for uh, taking uh, out some time on your uh, busy Saturday to talk to us. And uh, just want to, obviously, I mean, we've got a lot to cover. So uh, the Ezekiel uh, Elliott situation, obviously, right. you, you kind of guessed we wanted to talk to you about that, right? Just one uh, huge roller coaster uh, ride, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, I, I mean, with Ezekiel Elliott, uh, you, you see what, you know, the, the NFL and, and NFLPA, I mean, they wanted to take this to court, they wanted a long legal battle. And, uh, you know, he, it looks like he, he's at least got the first step there in terms of uh, getting, you know, the, the injunction ruled on and things of that nature.
1: Right. So basically, just to take our listeners through it real quick, right? So he's suspended for six games for violating the league's personal conduct, conduct policy, right? NFL arbitrator upholds the suspension this week, but since the decision came in after four on Tuesday, they allow they were allowing him to play in week one right, and then a, a, an arbitrator decided uh, that the uh, they gave him a temporary restraining order right a, well actually a, f- a federal judge granted a request uh, for giving him a temporary right. restraining order right and now. You know, it says it's temporary. So, so what happens here? I mean, how temporary is this? I mean, is it likely that he plays all sixteen games, or is there a chance? You know, maybe after week seven or eight, you know, he has to serve his suspension.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I mean, more likely than not, he's going to be eligible to play the entire uh, season, the the entire twenty seventeen season, and and much like Tom Brady a couple years ago. Uh, how he was kind of able to delay the Deflate Gate suspension uh, by a year. That kind of looks like what will happen with Ezekiel Elliott if he's not able to get it completely overturned. But uh, but the judge has not, you know, set, set any trial dates or anything of that nature. But uh, but this is a months-long process coming up. So uh, so you know, getting the temporary restraining order, getting the injunction. Uh, was just the first in a long step, but uh, it certainly clears him to play, and and it looks like, you know, it, it looks pretty promising that he'll be available the entire season uh, this year.
2: Hey, Drew, Frank Stanfield here. I wanted to ask you about this whole situation. Has it affected the team as a whole? Uh, do you think it's been too much of a distraction? Uh, is it going to affect the team's play on the field, or have they been able to kind of ignore uh, this media circus?
0: Uh, I mean, they've done a good job ignoring it. I mean, guys like, you know, Jason Witten and Sean Lee and Dak Prescott and some of their veterans, uh, you you know, really are are good at compartmentalizing this this sort of thing and and keeping uh, the team on track and and not letting it affect them. And and to be honest, uh, Ezekiel Elliott's done a nice job of kind of not letting it affect him. He's, you know... Kind of kept the same approach of practice and, and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, you know, so he hasn't really let this outside cloud affect him, and therefore, you know, like I said, with some of the veteran leaders on this team, uh, you know, they're not letting it really in- infiltrate. You know how they go about their business.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask you whether or not it affected how he's physically and mentally preparing for for the 16 uh, game seasons ahead. But it sounds like from what you're saying, pretty much status quo. No.
0: Uh, yeah, without a question, and and uh, you, you know he he's happy, uh, you, you know he, he's you know kept, kept a positive attitude through it all, and, and really thinks uh, that this is you know uh, that he's not in the wrong that that he's going to win his case, and, and certainly he at least took the first step forward uh, this week by getting the injunction in it, and it looks like you know he, he may be able to. Uh, uh, you know, m- make it be available this entire season at, at the very least.
1: Gotcha. And just real quick, uh, and this will be the last thing we talk about, Zeke gets more about the rest of the Cowboys team, but uh, do you think he has the full support of his teammates? I mean, I mean the, the locker room isn't divided at all, is it? I mean, basically everyone's kind of standing behind him?
0: Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, Dak Prescott has certainly voiced bl- his support. You know, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and the Cowboys front office have voiced their support of Ezekiel Elliott. And I think when you when when you look at, uh, you know, this entire team, a lot of them have voiced their support. But with that being said, I mean, Jason Winton, uh, you know, kind of grew up with an abusive father. Uh, and he, you know, said there's no place, uh, as everyone does, uh, you know, for, for domestic violence. But at the same time, you know, he's kind of – uh, balance that, you know, in, in, in saying that you know, he's, you know he deserves a fair uh, process and, and things of that nature. But at the same time, the league should come down hard uh, if the case warrants it.
2: We're speaking with Drew Davison of the Star Telegram, uh, and Drew, I appreciate you coming on to talk about Zeke. But I want to move on to the uh, the entire offense overall. Here, uh, they executed the highest percentage of run plays in football in 2016. Pro Football Focus ranked the 2017 Cowboys offensive line as ninth this season, which I think we find surprisingly low. Their ball control offense uh, played a big part in their improved defensive play last year, keeping their defense off the field. Can and will the Cowboys continue to run the ball at a high rate of success this season?
0: Oh, I I think without a question, especially if Ezekiel Elliott, and and obviously all signs, as we alluded to, point. Ezekiel being available. I mean, in this offensive line, you know, I get it because this offensive line, it, there's, you know, 40% has changed. You know, the, Doug Free retired and Ron Leary uh, went to Denver in free agency, but uh, they still have three all pros and, and Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, and Landell Collins, who's taken over free a uh, right tackle. You know, it's a first-round talent. And then, you know, they like Chaz Green, if he can stay healthy at left guard. If not, uh, they kind of got Jonathan Cooper as the security blanket there, a former first-round pick. So, uh, certainly the dip-off is not – I I don't think it's going to be that severe for this offensive line, if at all. And uh, secondly, I mean, you could make an argument that this line could be better, especially – it's Collins is, is a significant upgrade from Doug three at right tackle. So, uh, and the Cowboys are going to want to establish the run. Ezekiel, they gave it to him 322 times last year. I expect him to have a similar number of carries, uh, you know, assuming he stays healthy and, and all that. And, and, and additionally, you know, they're, they're going to try and work Ezekiel into the passing game too. But, but without a question, uh, this team makes it bread and butter by establishing the run and, and they're going to continue uh, that formula going into this season.
1: So uh, when it looked like uh, Zeke was going to be serving his uh, full suspension, kind of almost looking forward to see what Dak Prescott could do. I mean, Because you look at his college numbers, they're pretty impressive. Uh, I mean, what do you think we could expect from uh, Dak Prescott this season? I mean, can we expect him to run for another uh, you know, six touchdowns? Or do you think the Cowboys going to la- let him air it out a little bit more?
0: Well, I, I certainly, you know, think Dak Prescott, his, his passing yard total can go up. Like you said, I think he'll air it out a little more. I think he'll take more chances down the field. Uh, you know, that's something he really focused on this uh, training camp is, is kind of that risk-reward and, and when to go deep, when not to go deep. Uh, but, you know, is he going to have a 23-touchdown 4-interception ratio again? Uh, maybe not. I mean, that's you know, obviously, <laughs> very uh, impressive, very hard to do. So, uh, you, you know, with that being said, I, I do think his passing numbers should uh, improve a little bit, especially with Des Bryant being fully healthy. And uh, but yeah, expect Dak Prescott to to the zone read is still uh, in the Cowboys playbook, and expect Dak to get a few uh, touches and and try and run in in the end I, I don't know if he'll get six again, but. Uh, Certainly, you know, I think you'd get three or four uh, at least.
2: Real quick, Drew, uh, tomorrow night's game Giants and Cowboys. Uh, The Cowboys, Dak Prescott, and Des Bryant specifically did struggle in the two games against them last year. Uh, What's your prediction for that game tomorrow night?
0: Well, I I think, you know, the Cowboys will have their work cut out. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, Like you said, Des Bryant had. Two terrible games against the Giants. No other way to put it. One catch in each game, and, and in the second game in New York, uh, he slipped on a play uh, that was intercepted, and he also fumbled his only catch. So, uh, so certainly he's looking to have a better game against Janoris uh, Jenkins. But at the end of that, I think you know we'll, we'll see our fair share of field goals. I think both both defenses will, will kind of make some plays when when needed. But I got the Cowboys twenty three twenty.
1: There you go. You've been listening to Drew Davison from the Star-Telegram. He covers the Cowboys. Follow him at Drew Davison. Drew, appreciate you coming on with us.
0: Hey, thanks for having me on.
1: You got it. Okay, we'll be right back with more on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And we're back on the Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina, Frank Stample. You can follow Frank Roto underscore Frank. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Galina. If you want to join in on the fun, eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. You could tweet out to us at FNTSY Radio. Good spot from Drew Davison from the Star-Telegram. Uh, gave some good information about the uh, Cowboys.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh from what we heard, he believes too, like many others, uh, that Ezekiel Elliott is going to play the entirety of this season mm-hmm. while he has this uh temporary restraining order. Right. Uh so for everyone who, you know, drafted a month ago, you know, I spoke about this on the BFF show. I've never seen a roller coaster ride throughout a fantasy draft preseason. Mm-hmm than I have with Ezekiel Elliott. From, you know, him being the consensus third overall pick to once we heard that the suspension could be six games, him dropping into the third, fourth rounds of some drafts, then once we heard that he's going to be able to play through it, move back into the first round, mm-hmm. and then this past weekend kind of dropping back down a little bit because... Uh, it, it seemed like they were going to uphold the suspension. I've never seen anything like this in my days of playing fantasy football. You know, not like I've been playing for 20 years. Like, you know, there's obviously people that have been playing a lot longer than me, but in the time that I've played, I, I've never seen anything like this hey, show. true.
1: I, I can't remember a time either. I've been playing probably a little bit longer than you cause, just because I'm older than you. but Yeah, uh, by a little bit. I mean, we don't bit, have yeah. to tell anybody about that. But uh, those drafters who took a chance and took him let's say in the second round this is you know a couple of weeks ago when we still looked like he was going to have to serve that six game suspension yep you know let's say uh, someone who had a, a first or second overall pick and took a david johnson or a Le'Veon bell followed he her up in zeke? The second oh, round with man.
2: zeke now. that is that is just gold that's <laughs> might pure well gold just pay
1: them now cuz they, yeah. they they have a good chance at finishing top two, three in that league.
2: Our guy, Michael Florio. I mean, he's in the super flex flex league Mm -hmm. that Jake Seeley runs, and he got Ezekiel Elliott in the beginning of the fourth round. Mind you, this is a super flex league, so the position players get pushed down a little bit because quarterbacks get drafted so much earlier. Mm -hmm. But still, he got him in the fourth round. I believe he paired him with Melvin Gordon and a Mike Evans. So, I mean... Our guy Michael Florio representing uh, Weekend Fantasy Update and and the BFS very well with that selection of Ezekiel Elliott.
1: There you go, there you go. So why don't we move forward? Stop talking about Zeke unless you know That's anybody right. wants to talk about them. Uh, talk about him. You can give us a call. Could tweet out to us. But uh, let's take a look at some of the injury news uh, of some of uh, importance for this week that we should look at. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. For, from what I'm hearing uh, in the news is basically it seems he wants to play more than. He'll be able to play. He's still a 50-50, almost like a game-time decision.
2: Yeah, I, I think he's going to play, but I just don't know how effective he's going to mm-hmm. be in Week 1. The crazy part about it is that if he's playing, you have to have him in your lineup. Yeah. Like, we know yeah. what he's capable of. he can have one catch where he scores a 50-60 yard touchdown, take a quick slant, and go all the way to the house and score a touchdown, and mm-hmm. then that pretty much makes your day or he could just be out there as a decoy what we saw throughout the the week is that he hasn't really been cutting on this ankle he's running in a straight line he's jogging but we haven't really seen him at full strength you know running routes so i mean it's a tough situation to be in but i don't own him in any leagues Mm -hmm. but if i did and he's out there i have to start him that that's just personally how i feel about it um How do you feel about it? You've got to start him, too, if you own him, right? If
1: you own him, you do have to start him. I think you hit it right on the head with your analysis. I think maybe he could be in there uh, as a decoy. And uh, look, I mean, he's had some some big games against the the Cowboys in the past. But, you know, you almost, as a Giants fan, forget fantasy, you almost don't want to see them risk re-injuring or re-aggravating uh, what he's going through. I think it's an ankle, right? Yeah, yeah high ankle yeah. sprain, too. I mean, that's something that can linger so you, for weeks and yeah, weeks. You don't want to take a chance on... You know, I think the Giants could go deep into the playoffs. Yeah. So I, it scares I get, me in a way.
2: I get that he wants to be out there, and that he, obviously the Giants want to compete with the Cowboys. Huge game, Sunday Night Football, first week of the season. But you have to think long-term here. I agree yeah. with you, Joe. Like If he's not 100%, I don't know how you could put him out there. Right. I, I almost wish, and I know a lot of people also feel this way, that... If he's not going to play, just kind of like tell us now. Yeah. Like let him, him sit as it out. We're yeah. doubtful on the. I mean, the it would help. We'll sit him. It would help fantasy owners immensely too, mm-hmm. right? Like if they if they announce today that Odell Beckham's not going to travel with the team or whatever, he's not playing in this game, uh, then you have so you're right. you're open to so many other the options. The is one it. o'clock games, it's an the four o'clock game games. on a
1: Sunday night. So if you wait, that's exactly what I wanted to bring option. up. Yeah,
2: that's exactly what I wanted to bring mm-hmm. up. So you know, if you have him. And let's say an hour before the game, he's ruled out that he's not playing. I wanted to run through some some players that I think that you know might be viable in the Sunday night game, mm-hmm. and then there's two Monday night games. So right. you know, people are fortunate here that in week one we have two Monday night games yep. to choose from, uh, Sunday night football. So I want to run through some of these guys. Uh, I think first and foremost, Sterling Shepard. That mm-hmm. if. If Odell Beckham doesn't play in this game, Sterling Shepard gets a huge bump up. He's going to be probably the number two target in this offense if he doesn't play. So I think, you know, if Odell Beckham doesn't play, that's one contingency plan that you can have in place. Maybe add a Sterling Shepard now. Drop that guy on the end of your bench uh, just to... to be safe and have a plan in place in case Odell Beckham doesn't play. And then another guy in that game opposite, who I think provides a pretty safe floor, especially in a PPR, is a Cole Beasley. I mean, you well, how, mind, do you, yes. how do
1: you feel about those two guys? Yeah, though? you read my mind. That was the, the guy I was going to mention. Uh, excellent. I mean, uh, Beasley, I think he had 75 catches. Yeah, 75 catches last season. I mean, he was no the deal. most consistent yeah. target for Dak Prescott in his, mm-hmm. in his rookie season. I mean, yeah, defense is solid, but still, I mean... He has a chance, uh, like you said, especially in PPR formats. Good call on that. And, and you know what I was saying
2: earlier on in the week is that if you can get him into your flex spot, like mm-hmm. if you have other two other wide receivers and you don't have like a running back that you want to use at your flex, if you can afford to put him at your flex spot, that gives you even more flexibility because then we're talking about Evan Engram as another opportunity here where if Odell Beckham doesn't play, I almost like Evan Engram more than Sterling Shepard if Odell Beckham is out. Because you look at what he's done in the preseason. Joe, this guy's an absolute matchup nightmare. Mm-hmm. And for this season only, I don't know that I love his his fantasy stock, but it, like if you drafted this guy in Dynasty, I think the... the the sky is the limit for him uh, because he is very talented and just a matchup problem. He's too fast for linebackers. He runs great routes, and he's going to end up being too big for safeties to guard. So it's just going to be a tough situation for opposing defenses. If Odell Beckham is not out there, the Cowboys gave up the most fantasy points to opposing tight ends one mm-hmm. season ago. So if you can afford to get Odell Beckham in your flex spot, I think I would rank
1: the three. You Ingram.
2: Yeah, no. And if you, you can, if you can have Odell Beckham in your flex spot, okay. going up to the game, and then they rule him out, oh, okay. you can put Evan Ingram in that uh, spot. Gotcha. Okay, uh, I would rank him, Sterling Shepard, and then Cole Beasley in that game. How do you rank it?
1: I, I mean, I, I like Ingram. Yes. Uh, a lot. I mean, uh, you know, and the, the the line is, hey, it takes a while for a rookie tight ends to actually become fantasy relevant sure. I don't think that's the case with this guy I mean if you look like you said his preseason was was excellent uh when the Giants drafted him he was being compared to Jordan Reed and Mike Evans I mean that's two yeah. great and Jimmy <laughs> Grant. I heard the
2: Jimmy Graham comp yeah. too uh
1: and and if you look at what uh, Beasley in uh, game one against the Giants last last year eight catches 65 yards uh that's 14
2: points in a PPR <laughs> yeah. man It's
1: that's, that's- Pretty damn good. And, and not terrible in the second game against the four catches, 41 yards. I mean, it's something. It's it's better than a zero, right?
2: Yeah, I would say I think that his floor in a PPR is mm-hmm. eight points. Right. And it's better they, than nothing. So yeah. uh, I would rank it that way. Um, and then on the Monday night game, you know, if you have other guys on your bench, like if you have a Ted Ginn and hey, you don't know no. if you want to get him in the lineup. Are you in my mind today? Hey, look, we've been doing shows for a long time <laughs> yes, here, Joey. Yes. So you know,
1: very good. Yeah, we're
2: we're in simpatico together <laughs> there you right go, now. There you go. So uh, if Odell Beckham's ruled out and you have a Ted Ginn on your bench, he's a guy that you can certainly put in there. Uh, I think Adam Thielen is another good option. Yes. I personally would rank Adam Thielen ahead of Ted Ginn this week. Yeah. Uh, which Ted Ginn is more uh,
1: boomer bust than He's boom playing or bust. against a pretty good defense.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone talks about how uh, Xavier Rhodes is going to be guarding Michael Thomas, shadowing mm-hmm. him in this game. But, you know, they have an overall good defense, yeah. the Vikings. They have a good secondary. Trey Wayman's on the other side there. They have good safeties. So, you know, just because Xavier Rhodes is guarding Michael Thomas doesn't mean that Ted Ginn is just going to have a field day in this right, game. So right. I would rank Adam Thielen over Ted Ginn if you're making that yeah. decision. Uh, and then, but, and yeah. then even a Kobe Fleener, you mm-hmm. know? Like, if those outside corners and safeties are trying to stop the wide receivers of the Saints' offense, then, you know, with Willie Snead out, Kobe yeah. Fleener is going to be roaming the middle of the
1: field. Yeah, I mean, as soon as Willie Snead was ruled out, uh, how many games is he missing? Is it three? Three. Three. Uh, yeah, I started to think, I said, maybe this could be the opportunity that Kobe Fleener, tight end for, for the Saints, could be looking for. I mean, we'll see. Um, why don't we take a look at another... Uh, game time decision yep Thomas Rawls uh, yeah the Seahawks backfield uh, you know it's it's almost like a toss up it, it looks like, like if Rawls was healthy he'd be the guy right yes.
2: yeah uh, so even In that if backfield he, even if he gets out there being banged up hasn't uh, he has practiced but he still remains a, a game time decision uh, I really don't want to start any of the Mm -hmm. Seattle Seahawks running back in week one. Mm -hmm. I have them ranked outside my top 35 for this week at running back. Uh, So not even really a flex option. With that being said, if Thomas Rawls is out, I know this is the route that a lot of people took when they were drafting the Seattle backfield was they drafted Rawls and Eddie Lacy. Mm -hmm. Pete Carroll did come out this week and say that if Rawls can't go, he expects Lacy Lacy to get 20 to Mm -hmm. 25 touches in the revenge game Mm -hmm. against Mm -hmm. the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Regardless of how bad the offensive line is, uh, game script doesn't matter to me. If, if running back is getting twenty to twenty-five touches, he is automatically at least a flex option. So that's something to pay attention to. If you have, if you're in a pinch because of the Dolphins and Bucks game being turning into a bye week in Week One, if you're deciding between one of the Seahawks running backs, if Thomas Rawls is out, mm-hmm. I like Eddie Lacy as a high-end flex this week, maybe even a low-end RB two just based on volume.
1: Right, I agree. And you also have to remember about Thomas Rawls last year. Uh, He he was injured. He was banged up all year. I mean, mean, this is not new to him. Yeah, it's not like he heals quickly. No. All right, we'll be back with more injury news when we uh, come back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update.
2: quarterback to receiver hookups running back depth analysis rookie values in dynasty leagues deep sleepers training camp battles these are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the
1: 2017 rotoexperts.com exclusive edge fantasy football package and it's power packed with so much more including fully sortable player projections
2: and a custom cheat sheet generator plus you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount.
1: Frankie Cheech, isn't this your favorite song? Come on in, dance, and welcome to the slam. I love Space Jam, Joe. There you go. That's I know. We, we talked about this. It. It's like one of your favorite movies of your childhood, right? Yeah. You a fan? I never watched it.
2: Oh, <laughs> God, Joe, you're pulling like, a Mikey Florio I know, I on like Florio me. You've never, never watched Space Jam?
1: I've never seen uh, the full movie, no. Joe, I'm Sorry. so disappointed. And I'm a big Bugs Bunny fan. I, I you know, like Michael Jordan as well. Just never got around to it. Is that like a, a must-watch, let's say, by the next show?
2: Yeah, I would say yes.
1: Okay, all right. Uh, I'll, I'll do it. I'll watch it. I appreciate that, show.
2: <laughs> I appreciate it, too. Me and, and we'll, Frank are on the same level here. We appreciate that you're going to watch this movie. And
1: we'll discuss it. Okay, we'll save a whole segment on Space Jam. Space Jam analysis next week. (laughs) Tune in. Uh, What does Rotten Tomatoes say about Space Jam? By the way, you could. uh, I'm on it. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, In the meantime, I just want to remind you that uh, if you want to call in uh, with any lineup questions, you can give us a call 844-843-6879 Tweet out to us at FNTSY Radio. Big Week One weekend uh, in the NFL, and uh, so we were talking about. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. being basically a game-time decision. Thomas Rawls uh, running back for the Seahawks being a game-time decision. Uh, So uh, the Colts didn't have uh, a good defense last year. And uh, we just found out that Vontae Davis is going to be out this week and possibly a few more weeks due to a groin injury. So what do you think that does in terms of, you know, they're playing the Rams. uh, And uh, we've talked about, Uh, Jared Goff, he looked lost last year. But then, you know, with the addition of Sammy Watkins as a top receiver, he actually looked pretty decent, Goff. I think it was week two, right? That was his best week in the preseason? Yep. And uh, so, what do you think that does to maybe his value and the value of, let's say, a Sammy Watkins or a Cooper Cup, who's been like a, a preseason fantasy darling?
2: All right, Jared Goff and the Rams are going to have to wait, Joe. Uh, Space Jam on Rotten Tomatoes got a 38%, 38%. on the tomato meter. Uh-huh. I don't know what that means exactly, but the average rating is 5.1 out of 10. Clearly, whoever is in charge <laughs> that's of this in- that's incorrect. is blind because, you know, that's just not true. The audience score is 63% liked it with an average rating 3 out of 5. Hmm.
1: And you want me to watch this movie?
2: No. This is absolutely 100% <laughs> uh, as many stars as you could give it kind of film. Fake news. Fake yeah. news. There I, you I
1: agree. I agree. Uh, Pete, Pete, I'm going to watch it for you. And I'll be thinking of you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Right. Thank you very much. All right. Getting back to the Colts and the Rams. Yeah. Uh, the Colts' defense, historically, I mean, even since they... The days of Peyton Manning, they've never been a great defense. They've always kind of done enough for him to uh, be competitive. Uh, But that team, it looks like there's just going to be a black cloud over the Indianapolis Colts this year. Uh, From Andrew Luck to the defense, Vontae Davis, obviously their best corner, uh, but banged up. Not going to play in this game against the Rams. Uh, And that definitely helps. It helps Jared Goff. You mentioned the second preseason game. He actually looked like a competent quarterback. Uh, Todd Gurley helped him out a lot in that game. He ran for nearly 40 yards and a touchdown in that second preseason game. Uh, And then the third game, he took a huge step back. But we have to mention that Todd Gurley did not play in that game, and neither did Cooper Cup. So that's potentially like two of his favorite weapons that are going to be in the offense. Uh, I, I still think... Cooper Cup is going to be the guy, kind of like roaming over the middle of the field. I think he's a chance. There's a chance that he can lead this team in receptions this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe not receiving yards or touchdowns, because I think that's why they brought in Sammy Watkins. Right. Uh, but for this first week, um, I don't want to put Cooper Cup in my lineup yet. I kind of want to take a, a wait and see approach. Maybe if you're stuck as a flex in PPR, I can see it. But I don't really want to go that route. Uh, Sammy Watkins, however. I think he's a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. Like You you drafted him I so high say, I, I would think that you, you have to get him, him in there. in the season-long
1: league, you're going to have to start him, right? Yeah. And you feel a little bit better about starting him now once you hear this news as yeah, well. Yeah, right? especially, yeah. I mean, you felt okay because, like we said, uh, historically the Colts' defense has been pretty poor. But now with Vontae Davis out, it's even seems like even a, a better matchup.
2: Yeah, yeah, and Sean McVay is extremely creative, a, a great offensive mind. He's going to do wonders for this offense, you know, obviously do things that Jeff Fisher just could not do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I expect them to want to get Sammy Watkins involved a lot in this game early on because they did go out and make a big trade for him, uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm thinking we could get maybe like 70, 80 yards out of him, and, and if you could get a touchdown, that'll That'll uh, help his day a lot more as well. So I see him in that you know wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three range for this week.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So I uh, just want to take a, a step back and, and ask you a question. Have you ever seen the Super Bowl live in person? I have not. No. Okay. Sounds uh, like it would be fun. It, it. Yeah. I mean, I haven't either. But uh, you might have a chance now. Ooh, tell yeah. me more, Joe. All right. All right. So, look, uh, you're going to have a chance to enter a free contest in order to win tickets to see the Super Bowl live and in person, all right? So the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is teaming up with DKMS and Fantasy Draft in the fight against blood cancer. And so if you're looking for a way to combine your love of fantasy football and also help out a great cause, log into to rotoexperts.com forward slash DKMS. And once you do, you'll be able to learn more about the disease of blood cancer, and you'll learn how to register as a blood marrow donor. Uh, Lots of times you see these heartbreaking stories, right? You wonder how could you help? Well, if you log on to rotoexperts.com forward slash DKMS, you'll find out how you could uh, donate money, how you could uh, register to be a blood marrow donor, uh, and uh, just to spread the word around. Just, you know, it's it's a serious disease that doesn't get spoken about uh, enough, and, and also, now, this is the the big part, right? So if you log in to rotoexperts.com forward slash DKMS, you could follow a link that's going to take you to a free daily fantasy football contest with a fantasy draft, okay? And you, you enter each week, and the best part is the winners of each of the first 16 weeks of the NFL season are going to be entered into a final contest in week 17, and the winner is going to win two tickets to Super Bowl 52, February 4th, 2018, at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, Minnesota. How about that? Sounds great to me, Joey, and uh, we had a couple of the representatives
2: from DKMS come in studio Earlier on in the week, we had them on the BFFs. Uh, they were here for the YouTube live stream. They were telling us all about it. We actually had Greg Sussman, you know, swabbing his cheek in the middle of the segment, talking mm-hmm. on air. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. But obviously a good cause. That That is the main reason you want to get involved here. But then on top of that, the cherry on top is that you might have a chance to go to the Super Bowl as well. Yep, so, yeah, yep. definitely so, check it out.
1: Don't forget, rotoexperts.com forward slash DKMS. All right, so... Uh, Let's get back to uh, some injury news that's affecting your setting up of your fantasy football lineup for this week. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, we kind of liked him uh, in the preseason, right? Thought he had some... I mean, look, he doesn't have the greatest quarterback. Uh, He's a wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but actually they just put him on the IR. So, look, we don't love Blake Bortles, but... I mean, does this give a little bump up to, let's say, Marquise Lee, who I kind of liked anyway? Uh, Maybe does Alan Hearns uh, get a little bit more fantasy attention?
2: I actually saw the other day on a Jaguars depth chart that Alan Hearns was like fifth or sixth on the depth chart. There was like a bunch of guys I've never even heard of that were ahead of him. So I don't know what he's done, who he pissed off that got him so far down the depth chart. This was a guy who scored a boatload of touchdowns just a few seasons ago. Uh, but it looks like he might not be involved too much this year. Yeah, D.D. Westbrook looked look like a guy that we had some interest in based on what he did in the preseason. Uh, seemed like a complete package kind of receiver, good route runner. Uh, he could do a lot of special things after the catch. I mentioned how pro football focus compared him to Marvin Harrison coming out of college. So mm-hmm. definitely thought that he had some upside, but uh, he has been placed on injured reserve. He can return later on in the season. But I feel like everyone's forgetting about Marquise Lee, Joe. Mm. Uh, I agree with you. I feel like... Like him a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he finally stepped up last year. Mm-hmm. He, has, he had a lot of draft pre- pedigree coming out of college. The Jaguars use a high draft pick on him. Yep. And you look at his numbers compared to Allen Robinson just one season ago... Mm-hmm. On 46 less targets, he only had 32 less yards and 10 less receptions. Mm -hmm. So he was much more efficient than Allen Robinson last year. Marquis Lee finished with 63 catches, 850 yards, and three touchdowns. Allen Robinson had 73 catches, 883 yards, and six touchdowns. So we're talking about a guy in Allen Robinson who was drafted at the back end of first rounds last year and Marquise Lee, who was undrafted and nearly put up the same amount of production. I don't understand why people are not talking about Marquise Lee uh, more than they are. So I think that he is one of these guys who should be on the end of your bench. He's in that Kendall Wright kind of area Mm -hmm. for me. You know, low-end wide receiver four, high-end wide receiver five who has some upside for the season. If
1: something happens to Allen Robinson, Marquise Lee becomes the number one wide receiver Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I was very high on him in the preseason. It was him and Taylor Gabriel I kind of liked both. But then, unfortunately, Lee got hurt. uh, I think
2: that's why he dropped and people are just not talking about him. I've seen him on the waiver wire in a lot of my leagues. So maybe even myself, I'm guilty of this as well, but I think now that he's healthy going into week one, he's a guy that should be...
1: At it again. Right. And he got hurt early enough in the preseason where now he's going to be ready for week one.
2: Yeah, he is practicing. He's going to play mm-hmm. this week. He's the number two. You know, if the Texans are trying to zone in on stopping an Allen Robinson, Leonard Fournette, then maybe Marquise Lee has some, you know, uh, could be a sneaky play. As a as, a, as a flex here, I mean, you don't want to do it. I think it's more of like a wait-and-see what he does uh, the first week of the season with
1: Blake Bortles again. Uh, but he's definitely a guy that should be owned right now. All right. Uh, before the commercial break, let's just quickly talk about uh, the Bears defense, Prince of Mukamara cornerback, uh, out. So, look, you were going to start Julio Jones anyway.
2: Yeah, obviously. But... <laughs> but, uh, but- the, the Bears' secondary is just not good. Right. Like Their corners are not good. They signed Prince Kamara to be their number one corner this year, mm-hmm. and he hasn't been good in years. Right. Yeah, has he ever been good, Joe? I mean, I don't know. You watch the Giants game, look like he's been a dud oh, ever since he's, he's been, a been drafted. Yeah, and that's exactly... He's not playing this week. I wanted to bring this up just because I think if you're going to use obviously you're using Julio Jones in season long I, I was going to kind of shape this in the DFS perspective where you know if you're using him in DFS I think his upside is immense but his floor becomes even safer now because of the injuries
1: to the secondary let's try to pick that up uh, right after the commercial we'll also to talk about the Bengals we'll be right back with more weekend fantasy update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and we're back on the fantasy sports radio network weekend fantasy update we actually have a caller on the line frank he dialed 844-843-6879 it's cortez from memphis cortez are you there yes sir i'm here how's it going dad going real well thanks for calling i actually uh visited memphis last last year uh beale street went to see graceland nice town
2: oh yeah yes sir beale street that's where it's at we're actually going down
1: we're hanging out down there tonight there you go, <laughs> there you go. so you have a question yes, for sir. us
0: all right yes sir yeah i actually um i'm trying to decide in my second wide receiver slot, I've got Julio as my first, so I'm okay there. And I'm just trying to decide between two guys. They're both going Monday night, and it's um, it's a full point, uh, full point PPR. Um, I got Demarius Thomas and Stefan
2: Diggs, and I'm just trying to decide between those two guys. You know, I'm not sold on the Denver quarterback situation yet. And you know you got Stephon facing that that, that Saints defense. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to decide between those two guys. Um, how do you what would what would you guys use to break the tie? Yeah, I'm going with the matchup here. I'm going with Stefan Diggs. Uh, Demarius Thomas has been a little bit banged up. He did practice this week, but going Stephon Diggs in a good matchup against the Saints. They gave up the sixth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers last year, and their top corner Delvin Bro, Bro is on injured reserve. So I think Stephon Diggs has a big game on Monday night.
1: Yeah, I'm with Frank on this one. Uh, Demaryius Thomas, season long, I mean, he's going to be fine. He's yep. good 85 to 90 right. you know, catches. But uh, for this particular matchup, and Frank brought up a good point, You know, he's a little banged up coming into this Monday night. Uh, both have pretty decent matchups, but I think Diggs is, is the way to go this week.
0: Okay, All right. good enough for me, man. Uh, hey guys, I appreciate you, and I'm
2: listening, and you guys take care. Keep up the good work.
1: Thanks a lot. Give us a call again later in the season. Anytime we get help. Yes, yes, sir. All right. Take care. All right. So that was uh, Cortez from Memphis giving us a call. You can call us 844-843-6879. Everyone putting in their lineups uh, right now this uh, this week for week one. Tomorrow, big, big opening weekend, right? Oh, yeah. I'm pumped, Joe. I'm pumped. Mm. Make any DFS lineups yet? I made one, and maybe at, at the uh, the next hour we'll we'll share uh, we'll share my lineup, and I want to get your opinion.
2: All right, cool. Mm-hmm. You you could bounce yours off me. I'll bounce mine off you. There you go. You know, it's like a little ping pong game over there here. There you go. We're good like that. There you go.
1: <laughs> so, uh, did you want to continue on about uh, Julio Jones and the Falcons, or you want to move on to uh, the Bengals uh, with Sean Michaels, their safety being out, and Pacman Jones suspended a game, and how that might affect? Uh, some Raven wide receivers.
2: Yeah, yeah. I wanted to mention that. Uh, I feel like not enough people have spoke about the, the Ravens receivers this week. Um, I actually like Mike Wallace a little bit more than Jeremy Macklin for this week one matchup just because he has a familiarity with Joe Flacco. Flacco mm-hmm. has yet to throw a single pass to Jeremy Macklin. Right. I like Jeremy Macklin for the season long. Uh, I still think he's a low end wide receiver three this week or a flex in a PPR. Uh, but, you know, with their safety being out in Sean Williams, Pac-Man Jones being suspended for this one game I think that we could see one of those big long touchdowns from Mike Wallace in week one I'm actually in a situation where I drafted Devontae Parker as my third wide receiver in one of my leagues it's a standard non-PPR league uh, and I have Mike Wallace and Corey Davis as my bench wide receivers and I'm just plugging in Mike Wallace as my wide receiver three and I'm not really looking back so I wanted to bring up the Ravens wide receivers and just kind of mention that uh you know that Bengals secondary is not at full strength and I feel like you know, people should try and take advantage of that early.
1: And on. just to remind our audience, uh, in case they don't know, I'm sure they do already, but, you know, with Hurricane Irma coming in, uh, we wish the people of Florida uh, the best, of course. But uh, Tampa Bay Bucks versus Miami Dolphins has been uh, postponed until week 11. So that's why uh, Frank can't start Devontae Parker this week. So uh, big uh, fancy implications, though. Maybe we'll talk about that uh, at the top of the hour. But uh, we got more. Fantasy Roulette and we week- can uh start an, sit an roulette, let's two. go. There you go on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.